What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the HK Video Game Experience. This is Hollywood Cole here with Clear Fire, trying to do a little Mandalorian today. What's up, Clear? What's up, man? Sorry, I was adjusting my volume on my mixer board there. Oh, Getting well, some spikes there, so. Well, um, I gotta say, man, I'm excited about this Mandalorian. I've been looking forward to it. I want to hear the all-powerful Clearfire's take on the Mandalorian and see. See my pages and pages of notes here. Oh my gosh, we got we got a couple hours for that, or we're gonna do half here. We see what we get we into. Do, we we can do a little here, a little there. It just all depends on where we go and how, how deep we go. Because I mean, you got to think and look at this from the aspect of what this all can touch in the Star Wars realm. I mean, there's there's so much in here that can d- dive into different rabbit holes from different angles. I mean, it's just it's it's if you've never really paid attention to the Star Wars universe, you don't realize how deep and how much of a part Mandalore is or Mandalorian Mandalorians in general are throughout Star Wars. So it's it's a pretty pretty in-depth thing. So we only saw Boba Fett, man, in uh Empire Strikes Back, and that's about as far as it went for the classic movies. Yeah, you saw him in Empire Strikes Back and then you see him in um Return of the Jedi at the beginning when he gets knocked into the Sarlacc pit and everybody assumes he's dead at that point. But if you've seen Mandalorian, then you you know he's the not. difference there. He's not dead. He actually got out of the Sarlacc pit. So what was the big fascination with him? You know, why did he become kind well, of a cult? It's just it's just he was such he was such a mysterious character, had cool looking armor. I mean he had a jet pack. I mean, back then it was a jetpack, dude, with a rocket on it. Yeah, you know, this is I mean, before the he, Rocketeer came out, he was awesome. I mean, he was all he was. He just looked awesome. You know, he looked cool. He had this beat up looking armor. You know, it's like, what's his story? You know, he was just so intriguing because there was no story there for him. You know, all you had was the name Boba Fett, and that was it. So I mean, it's just just it started the intrigue there, and then of course you start getting the stories written and all of that, and it just goes from there. But see, I don't even remember him saying Boba Fett in the whole movie, and it, so it's like weird things like him and IG eighty eight was seen like a split second. You know, yeah. how do these characters become so? You know, well, that's kind of. Yeah, I, I don't think Boba Fett's name was ever mentioned. Um, I'll have to look through the credits to see if he was actually put in the credits. His no, name might true. even been put in the credits as Boba Fett. But, I mean, it's just like you get this quick little scene here of Boba Fett and IG-88 and all these other bounty hunters. I can't remember all the names of those bounty hunters. But you have, have that quick scene of them in Empire Strikes Back and you kind of see another scene or two of them here and there and then you get into Return of the Jedi and now Boba Fett is with Jabba the Hutt. It's like, how did Boba Fett get over here to Jabba the Hutt? And that's when you're like, oh, that's the bounty hunter side in him going from place to place getting these bounties. He wasn't dedicated to the Empire. He was just dedicated to getting these bounties and doing all of this. So Yeah, and um so the movies, even you know four, five, and six, they still came out you know years apart. Were there books written in between those? Do you think or I uh, doubt not, it. It not, wasn't that not popular. The, not the written. No, you didn't start getting the, you didn't start getting books until maybe the late eighties, early nineties. I don't remember when the books started getting getting written about Star Wars because you got to remember Star Wars. What the first one was released in what seventy seven? Yeah, the first one seventy seven. The second one in second one in eighty, and then, then the next one in eighty. Two, was I think. 82, 82, 83. Yeah. And so they're kind of like that spaced out. And back then, you know, the movies didn't get the name like they do now, you know, unless they were just like, oh my gosh, this director is writing them. And Lucas didn't have that big name at the time. You know, Star Wars just became a cult following. It, it, you know, it wasn't a blockbuster in the theaters at all, so... Um, all right, well, so like I said before, dude, the thing that I know about Mandalorian is that I liked it, and it was cool, and uh, and we got some hate from Clear. And You uh, didn't get hate. <laughs> it was just, uh, it's just you know, one of those things where I was like, man, I, wanted to, I, want, I could say so much and add so much into this, because it was just like, I felt like these little hints of super important things that bring so much into Star Wars and back into Star Wars were just left out. That's where it was just kind of like, 
that's when I was like, Hollywood, no. So what do you want to do? Do you want to go just talk about the show, or do you want to go all the way back to this? I was going to let you you, 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 kind of guide that, and I'll just, you know. All right. Talk well, so, about what you want, because I mean, right now, what I did is I pulled up notes on Dark Saber and Mandalore. Of course, I've got stuff on some characters, so it's just whatever you want to hit up. You know, if you want to talk a little bit about the show and then just kind of use that as an avenue to go down, then I mean, that's fine with me. Well, let's just talk about the Mandalorians as a whole. So we we left off on. So I'd mentioned before that you know. For, so so by the way, since we're this will be a good little video game. Thanks for talking about it. I got. Jedi, uh, the last Jedi, Fallen yeah. Order, Fallen Order, yeah, last Jedi, Fallen Order, and I was, it's, it's okay, gang. I was a little bit disappointed in the fact yeah, it's that okay. I was a Jedi already. You know, I thought it was going to start with me just being a normal guy, and then I maybe the Empire comes on attacks or whatever, so I got to pick up a, a stick or a you know blaster or whatever and kind of fight my way through and then i'd f- run into a guy and he starts teaching me some of the ways of the force then as i progress on but no he's already a jedi if and you want if you want to become a jedi you go play knights of the old republic one and two that's how you start and become a jedi in one of the star wars games. yeah i tried those I, those those are wonderful games those really are they've got a great story and that story actually is starting to become canon now it used to be legends and then they're starting to make it canon so those are going to be very important things and well, i'm glad you said something about games because um go ahead i'm sorry let me let you finish. yeah I still got I'm some stuff on the, the jedi so um i think people were just kind of like I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of like tired of Jedi. See, I mean, the game's cool when you're sword wielding, light, lightsaber wielding, and flipping around and doing all this. And I'm kind of like, dude, you know, all after you know the four, five, and six did a perfect, just single Jedi in there. We didn't really know what he was. We kind of learning what the Jedi is with Luke, and then and then of course one, two, three, they're all Jedi's, and then seven, eight, nine, it's falling around the Jedi's again. It's like guys. Jedi's are cool, but they're more cool when they're just mysterious, right? There needs to be a different race or a different religion or whatever that can kind of compete with it that we all need to learn all over again. It sounded like Mandalorian's kind of bringing that to us. It's what I was getting at was that the Jedi's yeah. just kind of played out a little bit to me on Falling Order. I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm a Jedi again. Because you played that, uh, or those old uh, uh, Force Unleashed. I played mm-hmm. both of those, and I was an awesome Jedi, and it was cool then. And I'm sure I'm not. I hadn't given Fallen Order its due time. I'm only like maybe four hours in, but but anyway. So that's what I'm getting at. Jedi's okay. Let's, let's we're ready for something but, else now. But you always play as a Jedi in all these games. Yeah, the only exactly. Game re, uh, the only game of recent that you didn't play as a Jedi was Battlefront Two, that you started off as the uh, rebel person. I forget her name. But you know they actually yeah. created a new character for the game, and that was awesome. You know that made that that made it a fresh game. And since we're on the games, I do want to bring a little bit of game news that we do have that is absolutely one hundred percent related to Star Wars talk. So this is an awesome time to bring this news in and have the Star Wars talk. So. Um, as you know, EA, EA has been the big one of supplying the Star Wars games as of late. Well. Ubisoft has gotten the rights to be able to do a full open world Star Wars game, and they are in oh. development of a full open world Star Wars game. So That's be on cool. the lookout for mo- more news about that. That's the only news I have on that. That's the only thing yeah. I've seen about it, heard about it. But Ubisoft is going to be able to develop a open world Star Wars game. I am so pumped and ready for that. I Absolutely. hope they do it like kind of like one of the you know that so so the games like dice games like dungeons and dragons D are called d20 games there's a star wars d20 game that you get to develop your character however just like you would in dungeons and dragons i hope they do an open world game like that where you get to choose a character where you're not just forced to be this jedi you can be a jedi or a bounty hunter or a diplomat you know whatever you know that would be so awesome to have that full open world like that so i, I wanted to bring that news up because i really i was really excited about that the and rumor what, is it's going to be available on the ps7 or the xbox one series y series two <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines whatever they you might have named to call you might have named that xbox better than xbox itself is going to name it it's probably better than xbox one y series one Something like that. Xbox Y Series <laughs> One. That's what it should be. Anyway. <laughs> so you heard it here first. Hollywood is naming the Xbox already. Go. It'll be something like that. So, so anyway. But yeah, it's just it's cool to have that have that coming. Hopefully, coming out. 
sooner rather than later. I don't know. It's like I said, it's just it's brand new news. So, all right. Well, cool. So, Mandalorian. So tell me about. Let's start. So the tell me a little bit about the Mandalorians themselves. Incorporate the dark saber because we all know that's who whoever wields the dark saber. <laughs> and give me a little bit of the history of the dark saber. Whoever wields the dark saber is the king of the right. Mandalore or so, queen so, ruler. It's so, a ruler. So, so, so we'll start <laughs> with a little bit of history of the dark saber. So everybody's a lot of everybody's question was, what is the dark saber? You know, is it a lightsaber? Is it a vibro blade? I don't know if Hollywood has ever heard of a vibro. Of course, blade, I but have. It's... It vibrates so hard <laughs> that it breaks lightsabers. <laughs> so the <laughs> so the vibro blade is the the vibro blade is actually a predecessor to the uh, or a precessor to the um, lightsaber. So basically, the lightsaber is based off of the vibro blade. It's one of the it's it's a it's an older weapon than that. And the dark saber is an actual lightsaber. Um, the reason why it's like that is because of the. Let me make sure I get his name right. So I'll be looking at notes a lot. So you have to apologize. You have, you have to do that uh, you have to excuse me on that his name is tar vizla so he was the very first and only that i know of and that i've read of mandalorian accepted to become a jedi knight so oh, that's cool he, he was inducted in the jedi order and he um crafted his his lightsaber which was the dark saber and so he um did that and basically um, let's see. Let me make sure I get my nose right, nose right here. Um, so basically, he, he did that, and then when he passed away, the Jedis took his Darksaber and put it in their temple because that's what they did every time a Jedi passed away. Instead of passing down the lightsabers like we saw that happen in 4, 5, and 6, they actually put them in this temple because they had so many Jedi at the time. You know, Jedis were abundant at this time because this is before the... Um, Clone Wars, this is before the attack on Naboo, this is before all of that. So this is before, you know, the the prequel series of Star Wars movies, which most people would know and recognize. So looking at that, that's that ha- that happened there. And so being there, it was like, um, let's see. So during one of the wars that Mandalorians had with Jedi. So Mandalorians, just so you know, Mandalorians and Jedi actually fought against each other all the time. That was one of the Jedi's biggest nemesis were Mandalorians. So why were because, they fighting? Um, just different reasons. There were um, civil wars that um, were um, political in nature. Uh, just different con- just different strifes and everything like that because Mandalorians by nature were a warrior race so they were all about the fight all about the war they'll fight you for anything you know you look at them funny they're gonna fight you you know that's just how they were before the split happened the split that i'm talking about is when mandalorian the mandalore culture actually had a civil war house Vizla was one of the one of the main ones and i want to say it was house Kreen. And I'm probably saying that wrong. I, I, I'm terrible at saying things right. But anyways, they had this huge civil war that broke out between them because, you know, as things were happening in the Galactic Empire, I'm not going to call it the Empire because, you know, that's Darth Vader and stuff. But yeah. just in the just in the Galactic Empire, everything in the, out, out there, the, um, they started to see that, hey, fighting all the time is not the best way to do this we need to do something different and so they decided to create you know to try to try to become pacifist or be neutral so who tried the reason to do why, the, Manda- mandalorians the mandalorians the mandalorians oh, okay. the race of mandalorians mm. they, they they wanted to be peaceful so some of the clans because basically it was kind of like you know we had our talk you know i was just listening to our top five podcast and we were talking about uh ghost of, ghost of shishima and or shushima i'm sorry this is correctly said shushima um that we were talking about feudal japan and how it became where they had you know samurai and they had this warrior code and everything just just all became sudden became, had a lot of structure to them you know well think of it like this you know mandalore is like feudal japan without the warrior code you just had these different clans 
always fighting for power, always, you know, wanting to start a war somewhere, would get other clans involved and say, hey, come over, let's go fight. They others just wanted to fight. You know, they're just basically big, I don't want to call them bullies, but just they'd, they'd go out and do fights. And the Jedi were the people that kept the peace or tried to keep the peace. So hence why the Mandalorians and the Jedi always fought. But, you know, they had this whole basically civil war that breaks out and it basically almost destroys their planet. Basically their planet becomes very inhospitable. It just doesn't become very livable. And the clans that wanted to be peaceful actually won the war. They actually won their civil war and they basically sent the other clans and I think Clan Vizsla was one of them sent them to the moon of Mandalore called Concordia and said, you go live there, and we're going to stay here. And what they actually did is they created, like, I don't know if you remember the movie Biodome from back oh, in yeah. the 90s. So they basically created a bunch of biodomes all over the planet <laughs> so they could live, you yeah. know, because each clan had their own, quote-unquote, biodome or biohome is what they called it. And so they sent these, you know, all these uh, these other clans uh, to um, Concordia, and they, they were like, they're going to die. There's no way they can survive on Concordia. So they all they thought they died. Well, this is Clan Vizsla. Vizsla is a very important clan to the history of Mandalore because this is the clan that Terra Vizsla came from, you know, the one that started it all, that started the Jedi, you know, that started Jedi, but became the first Jedi that created the Darksaber. So it's so the first now, Jedi... So was that clan named after that first Jedi, or is the first Jedi that's, come that's from? His fa- that, that's their family. Basically, it's family because like clans I know, are but family. Which came first, the Civil War or him being a Jedi? Uh, him becoming Jedi. He's okay. already dead at this time. He's okay. already dead by the time this uh, this happens. And one of his, um, I think it's Pre Vizsla. So yeah, they have some crazy names, and I think it's Pre Vizsla that now technically has the dark saber, and. Sometime, I can't remember if it was before the Civil War or during the Civil War that the whole thing of you having the Darksaber, you're the ruler of Mandalore happened. I don't remember exactly, but it's somewhere in that time frame. So and did you so, say how they, so you said the Jedi Temple kept that Darksaber, uh-huh. but when it, and then it was destroyed, and, and, they... Well, they they raided the Jedi Temple in one of the wars they had with the Jedi, and okay. they got that back because they were like, you know, they they were all about their stuff. You know, the best car armor, the way that you hear how um, Din Djarin in the Mandalorian is like, hey, you know, you have to be a Mandalorian to have that. You know how he questioned Boba Fett, how you know you, you that's not your armor, you can't have that. That's Mandalore armor. That's how yep. they are about all their stuff, yep. and. They considered that Darksaber their stuff because a Mandalorian made that Darksaber. So that's where that kind of all starts, that whole thing there. And so Pre Vizsla has this Darksaber, and now they've like, okay, this is who's going to be the ruler, you know, basically like that. And and so you have this warrior race, or the warrior side of them on the planet Concordia, and they start a group of people or they start calling their group the death watch what's important about that is is the watch if i think if i remember correctly in the mandalorian season one they call the group that din Djarin or mando goes back to all the time the watch well the death watch is the crazy zealot religious sect of Mandalorians at this point. This is where they start. So now you see where Din Djarin gets his beliefs from. They gets this from the side of the clan Vizsla that had, you know, basically this whole concept of, oh my gosh, this Darksaber, gotta have it, you know, to be the ruler, all this kind of stuff, very militaristic, hence why you have all of these crazy ideas of what you ideals of how you have to be worth wearing your helmet all the time and things like that and that's why when you see Din Djarin meet uh, Bo-Katan and when Bo-Katan pulls off her helmet he freaks out and he's like there's no way you're a Mandalorian well he has no idea he's been raised his whole entire life by these crazy people he has no idea what the whole history of Mandalore is and so this so that, is what he missed so that's what makes him kind of you know uh, radical. It's just the helmet, um, warrior culture. They all warrior culture still, though. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, so so the group that stayed on Mandalore, they're trying to be neutral and peaceful. Yeah. They're trying to stay out of the... Because at this time now, you're starting to have the Clone Wars spin up. You're starting to have all these other things come up where they just want to stay out of it. They don't want to be involved in it. They've messed with the Jedi long enough. They're just like, we're done. We don't want to be involved. And so they're just trying to stay out of it. So does it and still so exist? That planet still exists yeah, in Yeah, the planet still exists. So oh, why yeah. didn't he try to go back to it or whatever? Because the uh, the the just because of the civil war. Well, so the thing is, is they have a second civil war on Mandalore, and this time everybody believes that the civil war was so bad that it's just destroyed the planet to where you can't live out at it all, at all, okay. even in bio in biodomes and all that too. Um, so that's where that's where everything gets crazy is that time frame between the first and the second civil war because. You know, in some of our talks, we you know we talked about Bo-Katan getting the dark saber and all of that, and that whole bit that you kind of see happen in the Mandalorian season two. Well, this is where it gets all crazy. This is where you get the fun stuff because that's all you get a lot of history between those two civil wars. Because in the first civil war, you have um, Obi Wan and Anakin actually heavily involved in in the first civil war because they're protecting um i think her name let me see if i can find her name real quick i'm sorry i got so many notes and so many things because this thing goes so deep into this it is um let's see satine crease which satine crease the last name of bo katan is crease she actually came from the tribe or the clan Krees that were part of the peace people. So that kind of gives you that more background. You get these background now pieces of, oh, this is why Bo-Katan is like she is. This is why, you know, Din Djarin is like he is. You know, you get these pieces, they're starting to fall in place for you because you get that. Well, that's who um, Obi-Wan and Anakin were actually sent to protect during during these wars because the Jedi knew that Satine, or yeah, I think, yeah, Satine could actually keep the peace and actually keep them from doing crazy things and try to keep the you know keep it calm. And it eventually paid off for them. But when it gets crazy, is is during the Second Civil War, and the person that really is heavily involved in that Second Civil War is their good old buddy Darth Maul. Oh, he actually wow. rears his head into that. He's involved in that heavily. So um, he actually... So this is another good part, too, because this is where Ahsoka Tano comes into play because she, as a Padawan, because she never becomes a Jedi Knight, she she leaves the Jedi Order as a Padawan. She is actually sent to help do things during that Civil War. She actually gets imprisoned, and a whole long story about that, which we can go into more detail about that. But Darth Maul was actually a holder of the Darksaber during this time. So people were actually following him because he actually got the Death Watch on his side and he ran another group called, I think, the Shadow Legion or Shadow Cult or whatever. Let me find, I'll have to find it here. But um, it's just so it's so so crazy and so how how deep all of this goes. Like I said, I, I you know I didn't realize all of it until I was digging more into it. But um, yeah, his, the Shadow Collective. I'm sorry, Shadow Collective. He actually got them on. You know, got, yeah, he he had the Shadow Collective, which was his you know, little bad guys, bad syndicate or whatever. Yeah. If you watch the movie Solo, you actually saw, and I, sorry for spoilers, but you know what? The movie's been out long enough. You should either have known it or seen it or whatnot. So, but at the very end of um, Solo, you actually see Darth Maul there. And that's where he actually is starting to get involved with the Shadow Collective and starting to get that. So he has that tie in there as well. And so, that could play out there, and you could actually start seeing that second civil war actually on screen with that. I think that'd be a great idea, you know. Yeah, and maybe be. that's and maybe that's where where the Ahsoka TV series goes because there's so much there for Ahsoka to do in between the time frame of um, Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, those TV series, and then where she where you see her in the Mandalorian. You know, Ahsoka has a big part in this. I mean, it's just it's so crazy that you know you don't realize how much of this history ties into each other and back you know loops back on everything so is this but, so wh- where's these stories coming from is this not, it's not the so before disney it was the expanded universe it was the all the books were canon 
mm-hmm. thought they made it expanded universe. Disney. So did. what? So what Disney did when they bought it, they called it the Legends. Yeah. Now, since you have Clone Wars, the TV series, the the animated TV series, and Rebels. It actually brought some of this into canon because some of this is brought up through that. It's not gone this deep, but it covers it enough that they said, okay, yeah, the history of Mandalore is now canon. You know, this part is canon. And so it brought that into canon. And then when you have Din Djarin and all of his talks with Bo-Katan... I mean, you can't help but bring that into canon right. at that yeah, point exactly. because Bo-Katan now is like she's trying to revive Mandalore. She's trying to, you know, she she's just you know knows where it is. She knows everything because she was on Mandalore. She was one of the last Mandalorians on Mandalore. You know, she fled Mandalore in the last civil war in the in the last civil war to you know not die and everything and be one of the remaining. Mandalorians to try to revive the culture and revive the people. I mean, they're great people. Yeah, they fought against the Jedi, but the Jedi weren't always on the best side. You know, they were on the side of what they thought was right, but it wasn't always the right side. And you see that in the movies, you see that in the TV series, and you see that in everything too. It's just always that conflict there. So, yeah, interesting. So, so where did they go? So that when the hosp- when the planet got so hospitable you couldn't even live, they just all separated all over. Yeah, they all like- just they all they all just spread out, and um, that's when Bo-Katan had her um, God Owl Knight, I think is what it was called, or I, I can't remember the name of her group, but it's the Owls. That was the yeah the group that night you owls saw the three something. yeah the Night Owls the threes that you, the three that you saw Bo-Katan and the two others. That was her group there that they kind of split off, and they went in search of the dark saber because at that time is when um she lost the dark saber to. Darth Maul and all of that, and that's when that happened. And I want to say that in um, let's see, I'm trying. Let me get make sure I get my storyline correct. But um, yeah, that's that that happened first because Darth Maul had it, and she lost it to Darth Maul. And then the character Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren is a very important character too because she actually created a weapon called the Duchess that was strong enough to literally vaporize Mandalorians in their armor. It would make their armor vibrate so much that it would just vaporize the Mandalorians. And so... Like a ray gun. Basically, yeah, it's like a ray gun. And so basically she was so upset with that and so upset that the Empire started using that weapon that she went against the Empire and started fighting them and she actually was able to obtain the Darksaber. Well... Her, she's not a Mandalorian. She she doesn't want, you know, other than trying to just help them out from, you know, the dastardly deed that she did by creating the Duchess weapon. She wants to try to help them somehow. And that's when she, you know, in the TV series Rebels, she actually meets Bo-Katan and she realizes how, because at, at, through all this, Sabine Wren was actually trained by... I want to say by a Jedi to be able to wield the Darksaber because the Darksaber is a little bit different than just regular... Um, regular lightsabers. It kind of feeds off your powers and your emotions. And so, like, it vibrates differently depending on the person that wields it and all different kinds of little nuances about it, which they're not going to go into detail about that in the, TV, in the TV shows or whatnot, but that's just cool to learn that and that people wanted, you know, that certain people wanted a certain people to get the Darksaber so it didn't have the negative connotations that it's had before. And so Sabrina Wren, you know, of course she now has it. She's wielding it. She's really good at it, good with it. And she's like, you know, hey, Bo, I have I, you, you, you embody what Mandalore used to be because she knows the history. She knows Bo-Katan. She's been with working with Bo-Katan, doing all kinds of stuff through Rebels. And she's like, here, here's the Darksaber. You are now the ruler of Mandalore. And I'm going to tell you that the clans that are still alive and around back this. Sabine Wren has found out through talking to other clans and whatnot that, yeah, if Bo-Katan takes this, we'll follow her. We'll follow her lead wherever she goes. And so they give her the Darksaber, and she you know, reluctantly takes it, but she takes it because, one, she doesn't want to be a leader, which is one of those perfect signs of, you should be a leader, you know. Most <laughs> leaders, most great leaders don't want to be a leader. And so she takes it, she starts to lead them, and then through 
some series of events and whatnot. I can't remember what all happens there. She ends up losing the dark saber, and between that time and the time of Mandalorian is when um, Moff Gideon gets it. So Moff Gideon has it. Moff Gideon knows the history of it because, of course, Moff Gideon has actually been around for a long time. There's some theories that he was actually in, you know, some of the other movies, but not. Gene Carnalo uh, Espinosa. Right. I can't even say his name. Right. right. I'm telling you, I butcher names left and right. But they kind of have this theory that he's been kind of in the Empire. Because, I mean, he's he's a moth. Yeah, you know? he's been I mean, there. to be a moth, you got to be involved in a long time. That's like Hollywood over here, but, you know, being whatever rank he is in the military. He's been in there a while, and he's getting higher rank. So Grand Hey, <laughs> He's a grand moth. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, uh... So you said Bo-Katan in Rebels. Is she in Rebels? Are any of these characters yes. in these movies? Bo-Katan, yeah. Bo-Katan is in Rebels. Sabine Wren is in Rebels. That The whole wow. gifting of the Darksaber happens in the TV show Rebels. So go watch it. Oh, you I see didn't know it. that. So it's so been you, in the Rebels. So you get it. Yes, it's been in Rebels. So it's it's canon, you know, because Rebels is considered canon. That's why all of this that I'm telling you now is full-on, full-bore canon because all of that happened it's just it's enough to say it's, it's enough to give the details meat and weight and so all of the stuff that was in the expanded universe back before disney took over which everybody considered canon because they considered it all a part of it it was just expanded you know lucas didn't say oh it's not part of the universe because i didn't write it he was like no i love this because this is just it people took off with it and made it a wonderful story i mean there's so many wonderful things that disney kind of trashed to the side because of that but you know go back and watch clone wars and rebels if you can it brings so much of this of what i'm saying into light because you have episodes and you can go up and just look up the episodes if you want to that actually focus on mandalore mandalorian culture and things like that but also watch the things that have uh, watch some of the stuff that has ahsoka tano in it although clone wars is pretty much all ahsoka tano because it's all about her being a padawan to anakin you know, and then in what's awesome is, is once you get to the Rebels show or the, the Rebels animated show, Anakin's no longer Anakin. He's Darth Vader and Ahsoka comes back and Ahsoka actually faces off with Darth Vader. So it's you get these really cool scenes and really cool things and you get to learn why Ahsoka is the way she is in Mandalorian, you know, because she plays a big part in this because she was involved in all of this and she knows what's going on. I mean, she was, you know, in one of the civil wars in, Man- in Mandalore, you know, she's been involved in so many things and then you have Bo-Katan that is like a super central character so that's why when you know y'all said you know just said the name of Sokotano and didn't even really hit Bo-Katan I'm like oh my gosh y'all are missing some of the biggest key pieces that make the Mandalorian TV show just so much more profound than just about Din Djarin. I know that's the main focus but there's so much more there than just that the undertones the underlying things you know when the dark saber popped out at the end of season one that was a huge identifier of the way they were going to go for season two because it's not only then just about din Djarin and his relationship with grogu it's about din Djarin, his relationship with grogu and him finding out the true culture of mandalorians and that's what was the whole meat of it and that was one of my big things it's like y'all missed the meat of it that that was the meat of the movie was of the show was that whole discovery and changes that's why it was so significant that din jaren takes off his helmet in the episode with bill burr i can't remember the name of that episode when they're you yeah. know doing that yeah and then at the very last episode i mean it's it's such a big important mark there because it shows that he realizes the true culture of Mandalore or Mandalorians aren't what he was told and it was actually a blend of the two because it really is a blend of the two because they were a warrior race that decided to become neutral and try to be more peaceful but you know it's just there's so much in there so yeah, that's interesting. I've watched some of Rebels, and I like the idea of the show is how the Rebels came to be, uh, you know, with the Empire taking over, and then the Rebels kind of start to form there. And it's a 
it's I won't say it's a it's a kid show. I mean, it's kind of goofy and you know, uh, it's just like, like a Saturday morning cartoon type of show. Um, but it is a lot of good stuff there. And I think I watched two or three episodes, but I'm definitely going to have to check it out now, especially since it's, it's always been canon. But that's the reason I tried to watch it. But now that the Mandalorian's tying into it, um, you know, don't, so I guess just saying if you start watching the Mandalorian, like, oh, yeah, this is this Mandalorian's awesome. Let me go back and watch Rebels. Just kind of realize it's a different experience. It's a <laughs> so. whole different experience. And <clears throat> too, if you wanted to, you can go and take pieces of the Rebels show and watch it. Yeah. And be just fine because you have filler episodes. I mean, it's a long TV series. They put fillers in there. But you can go out and get those main parts. Especially if you're watching Rebels, pull any episode with Ahsoka Tano because it's not as many episodes there in that. And you get a lot of detail in that because at the very end, you get to see Sabine Wren and Ahsoka go off to go hunt their friend that actually in the TV series you think dies, but he actually gets locked into hyperspace or into, you know, and into the hyper travel. And so they actually go out and in search for him. So that's like the another piece of story there that what has Ahsoka been doing since that time, you know, up until the Mandalorian when you see her? Because yeah, there's just that n- another big chunk there, you know. And she's just living on this basically not deserted island, but this just undeveloped island, you know, kind of just like Yoda did. Like seems like mm-hmm. the thing for Jedi to just to go to one of these places and disappear. After dealing with all the, it's like they tried to deal with all the the politics and all the 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 evils of humanity, and they finally just eventually just kind of give up. Like it's, this is an unwinnable war. I'm just going to go disappear. Well, I mean, after Order sixty six, they're all super depressed because they're like, "Holy cow, how right. did we let this happen?" You know, because exactly. they literally, you know, thought that they had the ball in their court. I mean, Yoda was a general of the clone army, and Order sixty six, the clones like that snap turn and just totally wipe everything out that he was a part of. And I mean, I could absolutely see why he went into regression. I mean, look at Obi-Wan, you know, Obi-Wan literally was a hermit, but, but again, too, you have this long time frame of when, you know, it's about what, 16, 17 years from the time that Luke was born until the time you actually get to see them in episode four you know what was obi-wan doing that entire time you know was he just chilling out there on tatooine sitting in his cave every day no i'll put money on he wasn't and we've got a tv show coming that's going to tell us more about that's gonna be so good man i mean this is just it's just so awesome this is such a great time it's like in the time of when Star Wars first came out and then everything started exploding afterwards, this is kind of what we're having. We're having that revival and everything like that. So, I mean, it's just, it's great. It's great information. It's great stories. I mean, it's just great everything. And the storytelling is amazing in this universe, even with these authors that aren't George Lucas. It's just, they're amazing storytellers and you've got to go out and read some of this stuff. You've got to go out and dig it. Well, it's like... um you know, what makes it so great, right, is that history is all that lore there. And then you had season or episode, you know, seven, which played it super safe, right? And so mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, you know, we don't got to go dissect those. But, you know, it was awesome when seven was coming. Everybody's like, oh, seven's coming out. I loved it. I loved that Star Wars hype that happened, right? And, you know, you get action figures everywhere. You get... Star Wars cereal, you know, all this kind of stuff coming out. And then it comes out, and you're like, okay, that was pretty safe. I mean, I guess it was good. You yeah. wanted to like it, right? And then, of course, the others. You did, and it but was then, good. But then, then you got Mandalorian come out, where he <sighs> really uses all the, which is all they wanted, all that anybody oh ever wanted, use the stuff that's already out there, you know, and and build and on grow it. it. Yes, yeah, very simple. And that's what John Favreau did. And I'm not taking anything away from Favreau. He's done a phenomenal job. But it's like, dude, the stuff's there. Just it's like too it's too much it's outsmarting your common sense, right? But that's what just Favreau, doing something else. But that's what Favreau is doing. He is actually taking exactly. what's there just common ignoring sense. seven, eight, nine and growing it. Speaking of that, I will say this. So Clear sent me this uh text. John Favreau, let's see. John Favreau's plan to erase the Star Wars sequel trilogy reveal. And so let's see. This is this is on a website here. This is what uh, who did this? Robot, uh, giant freaking robot on entertainment. This is Doug Norrie 6 days ago. 
So John Favreau has helped give us one of the best Star Wars stories we've ever had, and there's good reason to have a lot of faith in the guy when it comes to the franchise. Uh, after I always handled the new character arcs well, while fitting in deftly with the original canon, like we just talked about. Let's see. It isn't a surprise. Oh, so this is what got me clear. So it isn't a total surprise. Some rumors are floating around that Favreau plans to retcon parts, parentheses, or all, of the Star Wars sequel trilogy with new shows and seasons he has lined up. The latest rumor, and it's very much just a rumor at this point, it says, has the director taking the upcoming Ahsoka show and using it as a vehicle to flip the narrative and events we saw during the Star Wars trilogy trilogy sequel, sequel. <laughs> <I can't even laughs> you started dancing and it's like so uh no so that's uh that's it dude that's exactly what clear said i never even heard a retcon until you started bringing it up and now well that's exactly it's, what you said he could do and he's gonna it was, do it was funny that you know i'd said that and then this article pops up about four or five days later you know I'm like it. i mean that's what I'm like, oh my gosh i'm like this is insane you know and i was like you know, this, and I just heard rumors. You know, I didn't even see articles like this. I just heard rumors from friends and from others. Um, the the guy that I mentioned last time uh, that does a lot of the Star Wars rumors and stuff like that, Victor Von Doom, and I'm not going to say the rest of his name. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you go check him out, he does a lot of great stuff on YouTube. He really does. And I have to thank my buddy Shane. So I know Shane's not listening, and I know he never will listen, but he's getting a shout-out for this one. Uh, he's the one that introduced me to him, and I just went off down the rabbit hole on that with that guy. He's amazing, and he's got such great insider information. Go listen to him. He's a little, of course, corny or whatever, but, I mean, dude, he, he nails it on the head. I mean, he, he had rumors about seven, eight, and nine months and years before they came out, and everything he almost everything he said came to exact truth uh, in those movies. So he's got some kind of hardcore line into the industry through Star Wars. So he knows what he's talking about. I just can't imagine, well, I mean, how cool it's going to be, right? You go and do Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano, Obi-Wan. I mean, I know he's not doing necessarily all of them, but I'm just saying uh, all these different shows come out. And then they say, all right, John, we need you to redo a seven, eight, nine now. And then what do they do with the old seven, eight, nines? Man, they throw it in the garbage, dude. They take they it off Disney Plus. They spend a ton I, of money on it. That, that yeah, could they be did, but still, legends. I mean, that's a it, legend. It, be, it probably, it probably <laughs> will. I mean, but I mean, I've got so I've got so so I pulled up uh, I pulled up the screen here, and these are all the um all these shows that they're coming out with, and most of these are going to be written by John Favreau. Rogue Squadron. You've got a droid story. Lando. You've got Ahsoka. You've got Andor. You got Obi Wan Kenobi. You've got the Acolyte. You've got Bad Batch. You've got Rangers of the New Republic, and then of course you've got the you know you've got I mean you've just got so many things that's that you've got way the book too much. Of, uh, and you got the book and you got the book of Boba Fett that's going to tell the story right that just happened after Mandalorian. I mean, there's so many things that are going to be awesome coming out. I mean, well, I hope he's not like spread too thin oh writing gosh. all these stories, dude. This is that's well, a I lot mean, of stories. I mean, he's not writing them all by himself. He has a crew of writers helping him. He's just helping navigate the stories. And two, if he does it right, all of these are going to have major tie-ins and aren't going to be that hard to write. I yeah, mean, that's you got to think that's true. If he's I, got I mean, a team, and he's just trying to he's just trying to quarterback it and make sure they all fit together somehow. And that's it. I mean, that's what he did with Mandalorian. He didn't write all of Mandalorian on, on his own. He had a team helping him with that. He yeah. was just making sure, hey, this is my vision. This is where it needs to go. And he did an amazing job. I'm sorry, Favreau is like my new favorite director. Period. Like he's just he, he's encapsulated exactly what everybody wanted and made it a great thing and made and it, made it new. It, it made it fresh. It was so fresh. It was such a breath of fresh air. You know, I had so I listened. I listened to so many people. You know, spill hate on the second season of Mandalorian because of oh, it's a little slow in the beginning. And no, dude, the storytelling in it, the, the 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 details that he puts in there, the little nuances here and there. I mean, was just amazing. It's just, oh my gosh. I mean, the Death Troopers. Those were amazing. 
I'm sorry. That was an amazing piece that he did there with the Death Troopers. You know, he made them awesome. He made them great. You know, you got to get uh, uh, Gina Carl. What you know who I'm talking yeah. about? The guy who was on Breaking Bad, Moff yeah. Gideon. You got to give that actor credit for the way he does those characters. Now, granted, he is a villain in everything he does. Gus. I mean, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the <laughs> Far Cry Six villain. Even I mean, he's just an amazing actor at that. But the the intensity that he put in there and the dimensions that he added to the character of Moff Gideon was amazing because it's like, okay, you know, when Din Djarin goes in to try to save Grogu, it's like, yeah, you can take him. And then he starts fighting him. He had a plan. He had that whole thing mapped out on purpose. He knew he wasn't going to beat Din Djarin, but he knew that Din Djarin would beat him and take the Darksaber. And the minute that happened, it creates a whole new conflict that he can manipulate at that point. You know, it's just crazy the depth that you know the way he acted it worked you know because if you're acting it you don't do it right it doesn't look right now granted you know Favreau probably directed how that was going to happen and everything but the actor is the one that made it come to life and so it's just oh my gosh I can't wait to see where all this goes it's just like it's just itching and knowing the history of Mandalore the Mandalorian the dark saber and all of that it's just oh my gosh it's just such a great thing yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with it. It's revitalized the Star Wars love, and it's just it's built on something great. Um, you know, the four, five, and six, and then one, two, and three. Uh, you know, not as good, right? But it still just is stuck to some lore. It's stuck to the lore a little bit, you know, with with Vader and. So I think people's there's two main problems that people had with. One, two, and three. One is Jar Jar Binks. Too much CGI. I, I don't think it was that. I think it was the fact that it was a story that was already told before it played out. Because you know what's going to happen. You know Anakin's going to become Darth Vader. You know that these certain things are going to happen. You know that Order 66 is going to happen. You know that these things are going to break down. And when you know the story before you hear the story... You don't get as excited about it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what well, you it want is. to see it in action. I mean, that's that's it, not necessarily true. There's a lot of book adaptations that always do really well, Hunger Games, etc. But so it, the first one kind of showed its hand. You know, they did the the pod racing. Okay, you're making video games. It was really boring. They had the uh, it's not whatever you call it, the. It's not the mitochondria or whatever you call it. That was midichlorians. The, yeah, midichlorians that. Now, wait a minute, Jedi is a biological thing or is it I thought it was a religious, you know, spiritual thing. And then now it's a bio, now it's a biological and that kind of threw it all. Like, Come on, George, what are you doing here, man? So I thought anybody could if you were dedicated to it, you know, and how in touch with the force you were, you know, the force is strong. Oh, yeah, he's got good metachlorians. I mean, that's not not as gripping as, oh, his force is strong with this mysterious force for some reason is strong with this man or woman or whatever. Of this creature, but now it's like, oh, he just got good metachlorians. I mean, great. He didn't. He didn't do anything. He was just born a good, strong force Jedi. You know what I'm saying? It just it jacked yeah, it I up. Mean, it, 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 and in some aspects, it did. But I mean, honestly, I, I did like you know one, two, and three. There were pieces of one that I didn't like a, a lot, and there was pieces of two that were like, okay, you know, I, I get that you're trying to tell a story, you're trying to give some meat to what's going to happen in three. And then three to me was just a phenomenal thing, you know, phenomenal, a phenomenal movie, the way that it all, you actually got to see order 66 play out and you got to see the turn of Anakin to Darth Vader because it was like, how did he become so mechanical? You know, and you got to finally see Obi-Wan be a full entire, just, amazing jedi you know you saw yeah, that and beat and that, darth anakin down too i mean smoked anakin he was like he told anakin i have the high ground you could come at me but you're not gonna what you're not gonna yeah and what did anakin do he thought he thought as a young kid you know because he was that cocky teenager kind of kind of person at that time you know he's like what 21 roughly and he's like oh i can do that you know and he loses his legs and arm for that you know he, he yeah. gets jacked up big time and, and, and falls you just, in the lava exactly i mean you just get to see 
so so many great things there you know i mean you see, get to three see was good man everybody liked three but the three other was, two were th- just three like was good. Two, real two political was okay. you know it's like yeah. it's too much too much soap opera crap going on well, i just want to see the well the unfortunate thing in that time frame with the jedi that's what it was because it was political you know the oh, jedi were playing a political game it. you can simplify it and make it more you know, <laughs> make put it them more in, action put them in, well put them in ba- not necessarily more action but put them in battles that matter you know and just make a you know Hey, if we would have if we would have just won this battle, the whole thing would have been different and make it to where, you know, you could just play this battle yeah. out, really build it up all the way through and then it's a big battle or something and then they just barely lose it and that changes the whole tide of history. You know, I mean anything, dude. I mean, it's better than that what it was. I mean, 2 was pretty brutal. I, I hadn't seen 2 in a long time. They tried to do to your point about the action, they tried to do all the clone war crap and just fighting clones all the time and nobody even cared cuz nobody even knew what you were fighting. You know, well, that's the thing. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even the Clone Wars at that time. Clone Wars happened in between know, two, two and saying. three. Oh yeah, it was the. You get. You saw the beginning of the Clone Wars. You saw Jango Fett. So that's an important piece to, cool. to that yeah. because you got to see Jango Fett, and you actually got to see Boba Fett for the first time, which he actually was a kid. He was the only clone that was cloned as a kid and not as full grown. You yeah. know, as a full full grown human, and they showed and the stormtroopers coming along. Coming along, that was kind of cool. And something that was cool, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the same actor that played Jango Fett played Boba Fett in the t- in the just recently in the yeah. Mandalorian. And yeah, so Nick that was cool. That. And that was cool because he was a clone, so it makes perfect sense. It was great, you know. And now he's fixing to play, you know, Boba Fett the way that Boba Fett needed to be played. I'm sorry that we're fixing to actually get to see the real Boba Fett. You know, we got to see a taste of him in the Mandalorian. You know, when he went buck wild with that club, you know, it was just oh my gosh, he just busting plastic. That was sick, man. You finally, you finally get to see how awesome Boba Fett is. Other than a oh, let me freeze him in carbonite and take him away, bounty hunter. You know. Because that was the gist of Boba Fett. And then, you know, who was it? Um, Han bumps Chewie into, or bumps something into the back of Boba Fett's jetpack. And he goes flying off and bounces off the little um, (laughs) land speeder and falls into the Sarlacc pit. You know, I was like, this guy's supposed to be this almighty bounty hunter. And he gets, like, banged by a little thing in his jetpack fails and well, like lands on, in the Sarlacc pit. On part two, or uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Darth Vader's given all the orders to catch, you know, either Han or Luke or somebody, and he goes, good Boba Fett, no de- incinerations or disintegrations. I think it's incinerations. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that has a big story behind it that you don't know by just watching that. You just thought it was a funny line, ha ha. But there's a whole little story behind it somehow that I just I don't know the story. I remember hearing <laughs> hearing like was this cut out or not? And you know, and you can watch the uh, Star Wars. Um, man, uh, I got a Star Wars trilogy, the original. Now, is it on the original or is it on the special edition? I thought it was. I don't know. One of the one of the two v, uh, has the whole little trilogy, the four, five, and six. And George Lucas talks for like five minutes about each movie first mm-hmm. it talks about the differences in the special and here's why so and i think that's where i where i got that like it was a scene yeah. that got cut out or something i don't know don't don't quote me on that well i mean it, it's kind of to build that whole lore of boba fett that was the point of the line there is to let you know that boba fett was a take no prisoners bounty hunter you know which when you see him in the mandalorian you're like now i know why that line was said because it's like he he don't play you know when he's got a mark he's gonna take his mark whether it means you know life or death for the mark you know that's he's i'm out here i'm a bounty hunter this is what i want to do i'm gonna take it out so well uh like you said he was a clone and it's interesting that the star wars you know obviously like further along in technology and stuff like that how we're kind of going here uh on earth kind of going from human work to doing it all like mechanical like automatic truck drivers or uh, you know android cashiers or whatever you want to do talk about and they said in clone war and uh excuse me on episode two they found that the human clones are better than the robots at you know being soldiers so that's way they should go do some research on that (laughs) well (laughs) i I mean look in episode one look how lame those 
you know, oh, yeah. warrior robots were. I mean, they, they could be taken out like that. You know, it was nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Jar Jar Binks took out half their army. Joe, Jar Jar, Jar Binks Jar- is really a, a, a super Jedi master, though. No, no. He's a Sith Lord. You saw go that. Watch, go you watch, watch Robot video. Chicken. Go watch it's Robot awesome. Chicken. He is. He's so a Sith that's Lord. Why, that's all awesome. part of his part of his joke. He, he's part pulling of his, all the uh, spring. He's pulling all the strings. There was a joke that Jar Jar Binks was going to be the one that's going to be revealed at the end of nine. That was a big joke that was going on that he was going to be the one to reveal that was actually doing all the stuff. It'd <laughs> be serious. I, if they would have done that, they that to me would have been like now that makes that movie good because that would have been <laughs> hilarious. And actually have a point to what all happened with Jar Jar Binks because I mean you got to think about it. He went from this bumbling idiot to a seat on the Senate in Episode Two. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, he, you see him. He's a bumbling idiot that was an outcast to his, you know, to, to his race. That all of a sudden now has become a general. After he was a bumbling idiot. I mean, how do you go from bumbling idiot to general in the matter of, what, months? And then in a few years, you're now a seat on the Senate? I mean, that's what I want. you're a Sith master trying to train up. He's doing something. Train up Palpatine. That's what he's trying to do. Something's going on in the background. No, he's not trying to train up Palpatine. He's trying to set Palpatine up to die so he can take over. Well, he's training Palpatine. He can do whatever he wants to. (laughs) If he's training Palpatine to take over all part of the big plan just like you just said so i said it and i'll see if the phone sends me a story about it (laughs) so well that's very interesting man um i think it's a great time for star wars and so uh you know brush up on some legends man because that's going to obviously enrich your experience watching it but uh even if you don't you're still going to enjoy it i don't know anything about legends but uh it sounds uh sounds really interesting to hear that. So, um, but anyway, man, appreciate you doing that research. I know you already knew a lot oh, yeah. about it, but <laughs> I knew a lot about it. I just had to get the names straight because I didn't have all the names straight. But man, dude, I, I, it was just fun diving back into it because I mean, I used to play the D twenty Star Wars game that was had a lot of this based in it. You know, that could have you could have that depending on who your quote unquote DM was. It was just so much fun playing that game, and then getting into the whole universe because there was so much there. I mean, I, I fell in love with the Mandalorian race and with the Mandalorian culture because it's it's a warrior race and it's really awesome and they have a lot of great history to them as you heard. So Yeah, cool. All right. Well, um appreciate it. And uh Oh wait, 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 wait. We got we got one little thing that we have to do before we go off. Uh oh. What's that? We we got to talk about the winners, man. Do we? Has and it already been seventy-two days? I thought we thought seventy-two by the hours. Time, by the time this drops, like seventy-two hours will basically be like in the morning. Okay. So, so who are we missing? So basically, we're going we're going to go through this real quick, and so Darla has definitely hit us up. Thank you, Darla. And I want to shout out to you and your son, since you said your son helps you listen to this and helps you go with games and stuff. So we definitely want to give them a shout out. Shout out, uh, Josh Master has hit us up. Um, Jonathan Sanger has hit us up. If I'm not mistaken, let me double check and make sure. Yeah, because I had like like I had several hit us up. So it's, it, it's was, like, it was like was Jonathan. Okay, and then um, we had uh, Stephen Vega hit us up. And we hadn't had anybody else after that. Uh, except for Anthony Diastello. Oh, we did have Anthony. I'm sorry. Sorry. On that day, I have a scribble and then Anthony beside it. Sorry, Anthony. Yeah, he did hit us up. So the people that didn't hit us up was, of course, we knew he wasn't going to hit us up. We knew he wasn't going to listen. He don't get his ticket for a donut, Jonathan Robinson. <laughs> so, and then also, too, another one that's played many times um, that didn't respond back yet is David Fuller. So, guys, I'm sorry, but, you know, when this podcast drops, I know you still have a little bit to contact us, but I don't see you contacting us tonight, you know, or before before time runs out in the morning. But do we have second places? Because because if somebody drops, if somebody hits us up tonight, I'll just edit that name out or whatever. So the thing is, is with those, those are the ones that either Darla or Josh Masta responded on as well. So we have no secondary winners for those. Okay. Well, we'll save them for next time. 
looks like we're going to be saving some prizes, guys. I'm sorry that this is how it played out, but we want y'all to listen to the podcast. So come listen to us, man. This is what we're here for, the podcast. So, All right, cool. Well, thanks again for everybody for playing, and hope you guys enjoyed this Star Wars. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a little hint. There's going to be many more on the way. So sit back, relax, and wait for them to f- drop. So, so what I'd like to throw out to y'all guys is if there is a piece of Star Wars lore or a piece of Star Wars history or whatever that you want to hear, hit us up and let us know. I'll cover it for you. If I have to do a little bit of research, I'll do my little research and dig it up. But I promise you, we probably can talk about it pretty quickly and pretty well. So hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear because I'd love to do that too as well because I know everybody wanted to hear the Mandalorian stuff. You know, if you want us to go more into it and go more deep into it, then let us know. We'll do it again. I'd, I'd love to do it because I had fun revisiting all of this information because it was just like this whole, you know, that whole nostalgia thing again, you know, so I was just eating it up reading it. Cool. Alright, yeah, let us know guys. Hit us up in Messenger or a comment on the post. So thank you guys for listening. Take care. Peace out.